Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Evan and Tiki on the fan. There was something late last night if you hung in there to the very end of Eagles Buccaneers that annoyed me. It's a weird thing to annoy me, but I want to tell you what it was. Go ahead. So it's 31-9 Tampa. Mm-hmm. And on the ESPN broadcast, they show three Eagle fans sitting there with paper bags on their head. <laughs> Why did that annoy you? Because paper bags on your head does not belong in a playoff game. They belong for oh, teams that completely and are utterly hopeless. So right. I'll Sustained give you ineptitude. I'll give you a specific example mm-hmm. if you're not aware. Last night, when Jacques Vaughn doesn't challenge the foul on Jimmy Butler and allows Jimmy to go to the line because he wants to save a timeout, he doesn't even use the Nets still in the league. The Yes Network had more than their right to show net fans with a paper bag on their head. Did they have them on the whole game, or did they put them on after that specific moment? If I was at the game, that's when the bag would have got, or maybe the first seven minutes when no one could have hit a shot. But if you were watching an inept team, like last September at City Field, paper bag on the head. You can't have a paper bag on your head in a playoff game. Yeah, especially on the road. It's, like, yeah. it's, just, it's just weird. Also, you bring in the paper bag probably expecting to do that gimmick, which I don't like either. Oh, so you think it was gimmicky? Well, when have you ever been at a, at a football stadium, a baseball stadium, a hockey stadium, and they're handing out paper bags anywhere? You brought The only reason you bring in a paper bag to a stadium is to run a gimmick. So you're prepared. You're mm-hmm. almost expecting yeah. the blowout. Guys, listen, we're going to lose today, and we're going to get on TV as a result. Well, what about the guy who had the fire Nick Sirianni? <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I didn't even think about that. But what about the guy with the fire Nick Sirianni uh, banner? Like, did he write it at the stadium, or did he have that prepared as well? He probably had that prepared, but I don't mind that. What about the Cry Eagles Cry one? That was the one that I was surprised by. I'm like, is that a Buccaneers fan or is that an Eagles fan that's upset? That's a good point. I don't mind Suns. To me, the paper bag is reserved for you are absolutely dog food. Yes. And you can't pull that off when you were in the Super Bowl and pre-plan it bringing it into a stadium. Absolutely. No, I, like, I agree. I like the substitution of yeah. food for the other four-letter word. That's a good yeah. job. Dave. Thanks, man. I'm working on myself. I need to get my mic on. <laughs> it feels like you guys have repaired your relationship from earlier Dude, in the show I just where Tiki banned, banned him. for five minutes. That's all. He made a stupid comment. I, he had to deserve to have his mic off for five minutes. No, I feel like I have two parents. One who's very intrigued by my wrestling, my recent wrestling resurgence, and the other going, you're not going to be that kid. <laughs> Go kiss ass. Now, the other thing that Giant fans are taking out of this, and this is where maybe the conversation today, which has been all happy and giggles, we're having a great time mm-hmm. making fun of the Eagles and Cowboys, Maybe this is where it gets contentious. I don't know. Depends how much uh, fanboyish you guys want to be. But there's this thought, well, since the Eagles lost, mm. and they're a mess, and the Cowboys lost, and they're a mess, right. ooh, we've closed the gap. It's not about now having closed the gap, because I think that ultimately comes down to talent. The Eagles have more talent. Yes. Still. The Philadelphia, uh, the Dallas Cowboys, they still have more talent. But there is a sense of turmoil that's in the air around the NFC East. Now, we talked about the Dable thing yesterday. Mm-hmm. I think it's nonsense. If you want to say he's an ass, you don't want to work for him, fine. They'll find somebody else who has a tough outer shell and can deal with being yelled at. So forget where the Giants are right now. But right, 
Right now, they are doing exit interviews with Mike McCarthy at the Dallas Cowboys, meaning exit from the season, and they're asking him questions. Hey, what went wrong? You know, why did this happen? And he's not going to have answers because I promise you he has no idea why he got his ass kicked uh, on this on uh, this past weekend. And so there's a chance that he's going to get fired. The Philadelphia Eagles are having those same meetings either today or tomorrow with, with uh, Nick Sirianni, and they're going to be asking the same questions. Hey, man, what, what went wrong? starting in week 12 against the Cowboys or whoever it was, uh, 13 or 14, the Cowboys, why did things start to go awry? He's not going to have very many answers. Maybe mm-hmm. he does. But then they're going to ask him, well, why did you hire Sean Desai? And then why did you demote him and 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 bring in Matt Patricia? And he's not going to have good answers for this. So there's a chance that there's going to be turmoil in the staffs of both the Cowboys and and the Philadelphia Eagles. And to me, that levels the field. In some ways, right? And ultimately, it's going to come down to talent. But when there's turmoil up top, it ultimately trickles down. And both the Cowboys and the Eagles have that issue going into 2024. There is a possibility that both Mike McCarthy and Nick Sirianni are not coaching their teams next season. That is absolutely on the table. And I think we'll get the answer to that in the next 72 hours. So I agree that the Eagles are not in a great place right now. And who knows how you react to a collapse like this if you're Howie Roseman. So, yes, it's far different than a year ago where the Eagles are coming off a Super Bowl and the Cowboys are coming off of at least getting to the second round of the postseason. But here's why the cutting of the gap is so tough for me to buy into. The New York Giants have a ton of questions they need to answer, and I'm not even going to bring up the Dayball stuff, which I happen to believe, and I think there's a worry there. But put that aside for now. Who's the quarterback of the New York Giants? Like, I don't know the answer. Right. You don't and, know and the answer. And that's the talent gap that I'm talking about. Well, that's like, a big gap that I you think, need to close. I think at least on its surface, the Cowboys are pretty sure that Dak's going to be their quarterback yes. next year. Yes. Is he going to be great? I don't know. But is he their quarterback next year? Yes. Is he capable? Absolutely. Here we go! Yards? Yes. Is he going to let you down in the postseason? Probably. I think Jalen Hurts is going to be the quarterback. Well, definitely going to be the quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles because they just paid him a ton of money. He's one of the top three paid quarterbacks in the NFL. So those question marks aren't there for the Eagles and the Cowboys, and they Uh, are for the Giants. Every offseason has its surprise, though. Well, I mean, what, yeah, but what's, what's surpri- going to What what's surprise are you implying, though? The I Eagles mean, are going to move on from Jalen Hurts? They're well, not. First of all, the Eagles are very much front-loaded. I don't know this. All I know is we've seen Russell Wilson in a bloated salary get traded. If there's a coaching change either place and they don't necessarily love the guy, I'm not telling you those guys to get traded, but I wouldn't necessarily Dak only one more year w- written on his deal. Right. Would it shock me if we are stunned in the NFL world because one of those guys has gotten traded to the Atlanta Falcons or something like that? No, it's the NFL. What have the last few offseasons told us? Oh, but man, I, I anybody's movable. Just as an aside, Jalen Hurts with the Atlanta Falcons and all that offensive talent would be interesting. Like, yeah. Very interesting. But I think but it's not happening. I don't think I don't think the Eagle fan is upset with Jalen Hurts. No, but even Dak Prescott, who Cowboy fans are yes. upset with. Like, one of the things, look around the playoffs right now, especially in the AFC. Quarterbacks matter. Not that we're surprised by this. No. Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, C.J. Stroud. They matter. And so while it's easy to say, I'm mad at quarterback, get rid of him, you have to replace him. And right now, Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott are not easily replaceable. The Giants, on the other hand, and we're going to spend all offseason talking about it. It's not a new conversation. Who is their quarterback next year? Are they going to run it back with 
what they hope is a healthy Daniel Jones and maybe a veteran quarterback in case he's mm. not ready? Are they going to draft someone in the first round, whether it's trading up or sticking where they're at? Like, to close the talent gap, you need to answer the most important question in football. Who is your quarterback? So I'm with you guys for celebrating the demise this season of the <laughs> Eagles and Cowboys. I totally am. But the reason I can't buy, ah, oh, the talent gap, the talent gap. Is, it's not the talent gap. Well, he, it's, he, it's, the, it's the turmoil gap. Bingo. That, it, that's what you're worried about. Turmoil is real. Like, you felt it with the Eagles. Like, I don't know how closely you were in on what was going on in Philadelphia, but it was getting, like, heated. And, and one of our callers, uh, I forget who it was, called us and told us, look, I hate this team. Right, right. And it started after they got blown out by the 49ers. And then they get blown out by the, by the Dallas Cowboys. And they fire, and they, not fire, but demote their defensive coordinator. Right? That turmoil. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission led to what happened. Right, but right now, what would you define the Giants as? They don't have a defensive coordinator, and there are rumors that the offensive coordinator can't wait to get the hell out of here. No, they do have some turmoil. That might not be a bad thing. But Dave, (laughs) seriously, put Dave in a position to do what he does best, which is call plays. Every year is different. Every roster build is different. I, for one, as a Giant fan, have been really confident and have liked, outside of Evan Neal, the last two drafts that Mm -hmm. foundationally uh, Joe Sheen's put together. But on top of the turmoil... Teams get older, and teams that are already that established and that great start having salary cap problems of their own. Right off the bat, we find out the Eagles' great offensive lineman, Jason Kelsey, is retiring. Who knows what the future is of A.J. Brown? Dallas, you can't tell me they can afford to keep everybody. Like, the Giants are going to continue to build. That talent gap has to Right, right, but on a lesser level, the Giants are dealing with similar things. Right now, there's upheaval on the coaching staff. And here's the second thing. Saquon Barkley, your best offensive player, may not be back. Mm -hmm. Now, it may not be a contentious breakup the way it may turn out to be with A.J. Brown. But for all of the issues that the Eagles are going through now, and again, I applaud it. Let's celebrate it. It's fun. Let's not act. Like the Giants, you know who could act like they're sitting in the corner and everything's fine? Washington. You want to know why? Because they're starting over. They have this beautiful nuclear option. But they have no idea if they're going to get their coach right. I I understand. But they're starting over. The commanders. When you've got that fresh slate and you bring in this Adam Peters, there's this idea of, oh, maybe they're going to get everything right. The Giants right now need to find a defensive coordinator. They may need to find an offensive coordinator. They have a head coach that I know both you guys have got nothing to worry about, but it would concern me that people in that building right now are so quick to run to a reporter to make them look like this ogre. And, yeah, you got to figure out the quarterback question. That's a lot of questions right. before you close this gap on Dallas and Philadelphia. Yeah, and we'll make that claim on quarterback after April and see where they are. And, by the way, Hold the phone on if anybody in that building still was the yeah. people leaking that report. Yeah, basically. that's what Pat Leonard said. Yeah, I no, no, I'm uh, telling you, Pat Leonard was on with uh, Sally. Does this WFN Daily mm-hmm. podcast, which you guys should download. Very good podcast. Yeah, so it was an exclusive, and Pat Leonard basically said, "Yeah, now this is not 
coming from angry wink people. Yeah. <laughs> so, again, what I said yesterday about that whole story, about Dayball screams and yells, and he's yelling at Wink, you're going to blow the jet game, you're going to blow the jet game, you're going to blow the Washington game, I can blow the jet game, and all that stuff. My concern to you that I laid out yesterday was what would bother me is that I got people in my building right now who are trying to make the head coach look bad. Why? Okay. Not people who are already gone. So, yeah. That would be my concern. And by the way, I think you'd have to admit, guys, that's a fair concern to have. Sure. Yes and no, because it's one thing to not like your boss. It's another to hate him so much that you don't do the work. I think that's what we're talking about. Because we've we've talked about this so many times. You, You don't have to love the coach. You just have to buy into what he's preaching. And even if you don't like listening to him scream, that's a reason for you to I don't know, not come there? It doesn't It doesn't make sense. No, no, but what would concern me is, like, let's take our bosses. Let's take Spike. Yeah. Would I run to a reporter to say, boy, I'll tell you about this Spike. He screams and yells. He's a lunatic. He's mm-hmm. in loogies ear during the show. Would I do that? And if I did that, you'd say, what's wrong with Evan? Like, why would I run to a reporter to say something like that? So what concerns me about that story and what concerns me about, hey, the Cowboys and the Eagles are a mess, but we're fine, is that if I got people in my own building and see, what Sean's doing is Sean is saying that's not true. Well, I, He's I, choosing not to believe the story and not believe the reporter. I'll, I'll, and no, you have no. a right to do that. I will just say this. I did speak to multiple people last night. <laughs> I'm not going to reveal names because it's fair to them. Yes. That all, I guess, by virtue of my power they think I have in this chair, that told me, just to let you know, Pat saying those people were in the building, complete BS. Okay. If it's BS, it's BS. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to take his I word. meant to bring this up to you guys in the pre-show. Okay. Maybe we can talk off air. No, yeah. no, no, talk on air. And I like Pat. It's not about on air yeah. or off air. I heard Pat Leonard. I like Pat. Who wrote the article, who is on FAN Daily, yeah. this podcast we have. It wasn't on our radio station. And Pat Leonard certainly said, yeah, these are people in the building. Which, yeah. Well, there's conflicting reports about it. That's what Sean is saying. Yes, exactly. And when there's conflicting reports, the only way to solve it is to... Ask them who told you that. Exactly. Yeah, but people can't reveal their sources. Or they won't. Okay, Sean, reveal your sources. You just said you spoke to multiple people. I won't do that to them. Well, we can't ask Pat to reveal his sources. I'm not. By the way, clearly I think there was truth to Pat's report. I'm just saying I believe the people that came from are the people that he had the problems with. The Wilkins brothers and Mike. My problem is what the hell does this report even tell us? Like, what is it saying? Brian Dable yells. Some people don't like it. Okay. Is he a good coach? Well, I mean, the evidence says yes because he won coach of the year. The evidence is yes because despite having one of the worst offensive lines in football and so many issues, they fought all the way to the end of the regular season, right? Winning games that nobody thought they should, including against two playoff teams, one of whom is going to the divisional round, right? And that wasn't an accident game, right? That wasn't, oh, the, you know, Jordan Love just had a bad day. No, he got forced into a bad day because the Giants played fantastic and Tommy DeVito put it on his shoulders and made things happen, especially down the stretch on a on a two-minute drive to get themselves in, in position to kick the game-winning field goal. So, like, that's not a team that hates their coach. And so I get the idea that this story is a big deal, but is it? Like, I can't help but just ask that question. It is, is a it big deal. actually it, a big deal? In my, I'm just one person. In my eyes. As a non-giant fan. As a non-giant fan, what would concern me, and Sean is saying it's BS, it's not true, fine. What would concern me is why people in a building would run to the media to run down the current head coach. Tell me I'm wrong. That wouldn't be a concern if that's true. So so answer your own question. Yes. Why would someone do that? I don't know. 
because they didn't. The people out of the building. Well, so, so, okay, if you don't believe it, that's fine. But, but just you're asking, asking me what would the concern be. That would be my concern. Do you agree that if it's true, that would be a concern? Just tell well, me that. Would that be concerning you? Hold on. So I want to look at this as a compl- from a completely different standpoint. Okay. Right? Because uh, – so think about someone going to a reporter and, uh, hey, well, you know, what's Dave's like? Oh, man, he yells his ass off. Dude's screaming all the time. In fact, sometimes, you know, it, you know on, the, on the headsets on game day, these guys got to pull off their ear because he's yelling so much. And they're not saying it maliciously. They're not actually trying to take down – uh, Brian Dable, they're actually just talking about how it actually is. Mm-hmm. Game day is chaotic. It's loud. It's obnoxious. There's people screaming at each other from, you know, le- sideline to sideline, from sideline to booth. It's just chaos going on. So you describe it as it actually is. Not in a takedown, but you're just describing it as it is. But then you get this accent piece that comes along because Wink Martindale and Brian Dable and these brothers, they get they get disgruntled and ultimately fired, and they tell a story that sounds similar, context is completely different. Completely different, the context. And yet you lump them together, and it makes a story that sounds explosive. So I'm not explaining away Pat Leonard's story, but I'm telling you context matters. Okay. Right? Screaming and yelling on game day is par for the course. I agree. Right? I've been on sidelines. I've been in locker rooms. Hell, I've been in booths next to booths where the guys are calling these games, and there is screaming going on. Mm -hmm. It's not a bad thing. And I think it's being presented as this, I don't know, this this harbinger of of negativity, of of destruction, of, of... the ship is sinking, and everybody's trying to jump off and let Dable go well, down no, with no. the ship. Here's That's the, what it feels like. Here's the line when you ask what would concern you. One giant staffer recently advised an NFL assistant calling about a vacancy, do not come here. Okay. That would be concerned. But And then they hired their offensive line coach well, you're immediately. Going, well, you're going to hire and, somebody. That doesn't mean that that didn't happen. Yeah, but you hired a pretty good offensive line coach. That's, that's, that's my point. And so one offensive staffer, who are they talking about, right? And who did they tell that to? Right, the details aren't specific enough for me to to to, to believe it or to, I, you know what I mean? Like I need more specifics, right? Someone said a defensive coordinator shouldn't go there. Well, it's probably because the defensive coordinator is outgoing. Probably said don't go there. Go ahead, right. Logie. You know what concerns me from that Leonard report as a Giant fan? That Brian Dable thinks Wink Martindale lost the Jet game. You lost the Jet game, coach, last time I checked. And you blaming other people on your staff shows me that you're not taking accountability. Well, you stunk nah, this year. Nah, Take accountability so, nah. for it. So, like, this is this is, this is is a hard one, right? Because we go into this game, mm-hmm. this Jet and I called this game. I, I can promise you we said Tommy DeVito's name not one, not once leading into that game. Nobody was thinking about or talking about Tommy DeVito. Uh, Tyrod Taylor had just found out he was going to start this game, and Tommy DeVito probably took zero snaps. Tommy DeVito's been elevated into the second role for, what, a game? Maybe? He has no familiarity with what he's been asked to do. So you're going to go out there, and these offenses are complex. right? We want to think that it's simple. Anybody can just go out there and get under center and and, and hear the play from the coach, uh, you know, process it in their brain, disseminate it to the offensive line, make the appropriate adjustments at the line of scrimmage, make sure he's not getting his ass kicked, changing the protections, all these other things. Tommy probably couldn't do that. So he was limited to just handing the ball off, so he didn't do something stupid. And so I I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I think Daves and went to that game after Tommy DeVito was forced to play and said, we're just running the ball. 
Like, but he, they're not good enough to beat us. He also sent the kicker out there that needed surgery to kick in bad conditions instead of going for it and showing some guts. Yeah, I hear you. How about that? But you expect him to make yeah. it. And by, and by the way, clearly Gano was not being honest about his right. health. You, and you expect him to make the kick. And look, I don't care if this sounds like I'm a Dable shill. What Tiki's talking about, Dable ran that game plan to perfection. Because guess what? If it wasn't for the defense stepping back on the field yeah. with 30 seconds left, and Zach Wilson You're, and Dory Jackson looking lost, right. Kayvon jumping off sides, or, Wink or, Martindale's defense did lose. You know what's or, funny? Or, you guys or Saquon are, fumbling. Yeah, <laughs> you, you guys are both right. Because... As a Jet fan watching that game, yeah, the defense played a hell of a game. It would be like the semantics of, I pitch a no-hitter through eight innings, and I am shutting out my opponent. And Tiki Barber is the hitter, like, for my team, except he bats every at-bat. It's not nine (laughs) players, it's just Tiki. And Tiki goes one for 42. But his one hit is a home run. Mm -hmm. So it's one nothing in the bottom of the ninth inning, and I'm trying to complete the no-hitter. And I implode. I literally, I walk five guys in a row and we lose. Now, I pitched great for eight innings, but did I lose the game? Kind of. I blew it. So, yes, the Winks defense on that afternoon was marvelous. And by the way, they had to be the opposite of marvelous to lose the game in three plays. That's right. You're right. But they blew it in the end. So mm-hmm. it's like a semantical argument on who blew the game. You're not wrong, Luke, with Brian Dayball sending Gano out. You're not wrong with they didn't trust Tommy DeVito. You're not wrong that Wink was great for 98% of the time. But all the giant defense needed to do was not let Zach Wilson, who stinks, march down the field. Right. And or, he did. Or be more football aware. Like football IQ is so important because it's it wins or loses games. Now, Dory Jackson gets roasted at the end of this game, and he just tackles immediately. Ball's in the middle of the field. No timeouts, man. No timeouts. Let him run. Let him run. Yep. Let him run. Tackle him. Game is over. Mm. We're not even we're not even talking no, I, about I, I get you. it. Like, football IQ matters, and yeah. there's just not, a, like, there's not enough players on the Giants. And this is from vets who aren't good enough football IQ-wise because so, they make dumb mistakes in the moment. And when you make dumb mistakes in the moment, to me, it's part coaching and it's part lack of awareness. And, the, to, and that's on the defense. I know it, I know we're arguing semantics here, but Dave wasn't he wasn't wrong. He went to that in that to that moment when Tommy DeVito had to play and said, We are just running the football. We are gonna stop them because they're not good enough. And 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 all of a sudden, Zach Wilson makes three throws. They are the most improbable throws and completions and success quotients than anybody could think of. Just think about this, football fans. The Philadelphia Eagles had their collapse. The Dallas Cowboys had their collapse. We're all arguing what matters with the Giants, but either way, they're going through an upheaval right now. The most functional football team in the (laughs) NFC East is the Washington Commanders. The Commanders. Like, which is crazy. Yeah. And they're only functional because they're just blowing it up and starting over. Yeah, they're and frozen you, in time without a coach. And when yeah. you're starting over, like, we all give you the benefit of the doubt. Like, yeah. ah, you hired well, this new GM, just, I'm sure he'll right. be great. You're just going to assume they're going to hire some smart young whippersnapper. Right. And all of a sudden, things are going to get right right away. Right. And it might. Well, it might Adam not. Peters is highly regarded. Yeah. They have a new owner, which means Daniel Snyder isn't walking God's green earth in <laughs> Northern Virginia and Maryland. And so it's like, oh, yeah, Washington, they've kind of figured it out. Mm. Let's go to Steve in Connecticut. Hey, Steve. Hey, how you doing? What's up, dude? What's up? Good, good. Long-time Giants fan. Just two quick things about um, what you guys are talking about. One, Dable, 
I, you know, he's got to do what he's got to do. You think that, uh, you think that Coughlin and, and, uh, Parcells were walking around after a losing season, pinching giggles with uh, no. the rest of his staff. I don't no. think so, right? No, not in, not even close. Yeah, so you you got to you got to understand that he he's got to do that, and I like it as a Giants fan. And then, you know, about bridging the gap. To be honest with you, the NFC East, you never know what's going to happen. Other divisions at the beginning of the year, you can look at them and be like, "Well, you got to clean that up." Yeah. But here's where I would disagree with that. If you look at the NFC East and you look at the New York Giants, they haven't won a division in a decade. I know it. So as much as it's been up and down, it's mostly been up and down with Philly and Dallas. I know right. you had that one Washington division that was randomly happening in 2020, if memory serves correct. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it's not up and down where the Giants win the division every few years. They never win the division. Right. They've been okay some of those years, but they have not been the team that you're looking at to go deep into the postseason. No. It's it's been a while. The up-and-down nature of the NFC East has been Philly and Dallas. Right. And what needs to change next year, and I hope like everyone else hopes, that this is the beginning of destruction in Philadelphia. I lean towards that not being the case because I trust Howie Roseman. And I think he knows what the hell he's doing. And I think they have an answer at quarterback. Now, should they make a coaching change? I lean towards that because I'll tell you something else I couldn't understand from last night getting into some football discussion. Why did they get away from the run as much as they did? You have DeAndre Swift. You have Jalen Hurts, who is playing with a glove. Oh, wait, no, he's not. He's taking the glove off, but he's dealing with this issue on his middle finger. His middle finger, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, maybe. Well, yeah, it was, because he got hit in the right. Giants game. Why did it seem like they got away from the run. It made absolutely no sense. Yeah, 14 carries out of 30. Actually, 15 because Jalen Hurts had one. But 14 carries and 35 pass attempts. And the game wasn't really out of hand. and it, Or at least, at least not until after halftime. Right? So they took what they did best last year. Jalen Hurts runs. Maybe he's been banged up. But whatever. Turning around, handing it off. And they just completely went away from it. Made no and sense it to me. made it easy for the for the for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. They almost made it too easy for the Bucks. Kyle's in West Orange, New Jersey. Good afternoon, Kyle. What's up, guys? All yep. good. Um hey listen, you know, <clears throat> the Eagles have had this when the Eagles one thing about the Eagles, they can never after going to the Super this happened before. This is almost like deja vu what happened to Doug Peterson. <laughs> all right? And the Eagles cannot keep their offensive coordinators. As soon as they go to the Super Bowl, they're out. They're <laughs> gone. Shane right. Steichen, gone. Gannon, gone. All right, so now you're dealing with Brian Johnson, and you're dealing with uh, this guy, Dice, or whatever. Yeah, now yeah. Hurts got to work with another offensive coordinator again. That's a good point. And you could see it wasn't right. It wasn't right. It was something was wrong. When the, when the Eagles, every, every game we won, Every game the Eagles won, they had to come from behind and win. They weren't they weren't the dominant team, the powerful Super Bowl team. And they also weren't running the ball, just like you yes. just said. Yeah. The you know Eagles what that, have to win the ball. Bakai, what yes, doesn't make ahead. what doesn't make sense to me is that when you're successful, when you win, and last year the Philadelphia Eagles won, oh boy, did they ever win. You're generally gonna lose your offensive coordinator and yeah. maybe a defensive coordinator too. That comes with winning. And good organizations just overcome it. The fact that the Philadelphia Eagles self-destructed because the coordinators left, mm-hmm. like, 
When you win, that's what happens. Well, and it's also, I mean, Brian Johnson, he'd been there for a couple of years. I mean, he was the quarterback coach. It wasn't like it was that different, but you know how this works when you have a quarterback coach or a new play caller come in. You kind of want to start to make a name for yourself, especially when you're young and you haven't done this on the NFL level. He was in college for a while at Utah, Mississippi State, and Houston down in Florida. So he, he bounced around in college. But calling plays in the NFL is diff- like your first time doing it is on a team post NFC championship, and you're trying to make a name for yourself at 36 years old, right? It's it's the play calling changes. Yeah, it's not the same. It's not about you know what you know what what Steichen was thinking about a year ago when you knew what J- Jordan uh, what Jalen Hurts's strengths were, but also what his limitations were, especially if he wasn't going to run the ball. I mean, he ran the ball so much last uh, two years ago. He, he hardly ran this year, and it changes what they can do offensively. You know what's crazy about Nick Sirianni? If the Philadelphia Eagles decide to fire him, and right now I'd probably lean towards that they will, I'm just guessing. Like, Man, that's just crazy to think about that. Nuts, right? I understand yeah. why people are calling for it, but it's just it's insane for me to think that they would move on from him. It's a reminder that we can turn so quickly. onto a much lesser scale, we saw it with Ben McAdoo yeah. here, like an 11-win season. He's the toast of the town. He couldn't even get through the second season. Like, it's crazy, but that can happen. But I would just say, and I, I'm obviously I don't have any insider sources in Philadelphia. I'm just mm-hmm. speculating. I would say it's like 55-45, he's out if I had to predict. But let's say he gets fired. And this is amazing to me. Nick Sirianni's fired tomorrow. The Chargers have a coaching vacancy for now. The Raiders, the Titans, the Commanders, the Panthers, the Falcons, the Seahawks, all these openings. Do you think there's any shot in hell Nick Sirianni gets any of those jobs as head coach? Mm, no. 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 He doesn't have enough of a track record. No. He'll get a head coaching job again, though, just not this cycle. I don't know. He took a team to the Super Bowl. You can tell me his resume all day, Sean. I I think think he's got to go back and coordinate again, which is incredible. Because not only did he take a team to a Super Bowl, he's been in Philadelphia for three seasons, correct? Mm -hmm. They were in the playoffs all three years. Yeah, dude, he will get another job. That's why I don't think he's going to get fired. Like, I think he'll get another chance to run it back. And on that note, by the way, if the Cowboys are going to do this with McCarthy, it's now Tuesday. Like, why is none of this happening yet? Well, no, hold on. The it's Eagles because of what I said. They they do exit interviews, right? Well, they make decisions about, like, do you believe that all right. they have conversations? Do you One, do you still believe that you can lead this team to where we need it to go? Right. What what are our options if that's not the case? Like the exit takes a little bit of time. Well, also I think you you speaking of time, like they just lost last night. Like it would be a rash decision by Howie Roseman or no, even Jerry talking, Jones. Yeah, he's talking about Jerry. Which what, is two either days. one, two nights. But it's been it's been barely a couple of days. The body's barely laying. There. But hold on, you had that Schefter tweet right after the Cowboys lost, where it said it has been long believed in Dallas that Mike McCarthy would be judged on his final game. Yeah. And I'm not saying like these wouldn't be rash decisions because I'm not even sure I'd fire them if I was either one of these teams. All I'm saying is if either of those guys were to be fired, wouldn't you think that that process or mindset with their bosses would have started ahead of these playoff games? Like, Hey, if this goes awry, we really don't look, this is where you'd pull the trigger. Like, We've all speculated it, nah. so they didn't think of it until I, the moment they lost. Maybe I'm crazy, Tiki. Wouldn't you let the game happen yeah. and then react to that? Well, because you still like ultimately you have to have the conversation with the coach, unless it's so bad that you just you just don't want it to you don't want to go there. Because think about what happened in Tennessee with Mike Vrabel. That wasn't an immediate fire. In fact, they played hard for him down the stretch. They won yeah. the last game of the season, and and it ultimately became as as we talked about earlier this week. 
he just ran out of answers. And he didn't have the answer to what the questions that Amy Strunk was asking. And ultimately, maybe she was still holding a grudge because of that stupid New England thing when he got inducted into their Ring of Honor or Hall of Fame or whatever it was. And he threw all those platitudes at the at the at the at the Patriots. But that took some time. Yeah. That was a surprise one. Yeah, but but look, the Falcons today interviewed Bill Belichick. If we find out tonight Bill Belichick likes what he heard, the Falcons like what he heard, and they hired him. They're both of yeah, these teams have missed out on Bill you Belichick. Think Bill's like yeah. a moron. You think he doesn't realize that these openings could occur in a few days, and if he really is interested, he would wait. No, 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 he could wait. Best, the best place for him to go is, is Atlanta. I've been saying this since the end of the regular season because Atlanta was motivated. They wanted to trade for Bill Belichick, right? So they were when he got like fired or mutually agreed to part ways. Of course, they were motivated to go after him and put all of their efforts into getting him interviewed first. Now, the problem is they got to go through the Rooney Rule process. Right. They got to interview a bunch of candidates, including a minority. And so it's not going to happen right away. But from my money, if Bill Belichick wants to go somewhere and compete right away to go get these 15 more wins and maybe win a division and get another shot at a championship, it's Atlanta. No, the division's soft, I, and they got a ton of talent on both sides of the football. Sean is such a... I don't know how we deal with this. You being a professional athlete, me being a you know very conservative, I don't speak crazy kind of guy. He's such a fan. The way he's like, all right, fire him today. What are we waiting for? Yeah. Fire before lunch. Fire, fire, I just, fire. I, I, Dude, take a deep breath. They just lost. I, I what? Hold on. I want the Eagles and Cowboys to hold on to these guys, and I'm just looking for a realm of. Maybe they really aren't going to fire him. And I just think the longer this goes, the more we'll, it feels like they're staying. We'll get back to your calls in a bit. Giant fans, do you feel that little gap is closing? Plus, I think we were given a breadcrumb last night. A breadcrumb from one Saquon Barkley on what his plans are for the future. When I woke up this morning, and I woke up very, very early, Tiki, and I don't want to sound like the old man complaining, but I'm about to be the old man complaining. Yes. And I slept I, late this morning. <laughs> how late did you sleep? What's late for Tiki? 7.40. That's late? Yeah, it's Yeah, late. that's late for me, too. You're right. <laughs> when I woke up early at about 4.45 this morning, I saw a text message. It was a message sent to everybody in my community, <laughs> and it said, due to conditions of ice and snow, we are canceling school at the district. I'm not going to say the district. Of the <laughs> district your kids are living in. Yes. And I was like, oh, man, snow day. That's awesome. We got the same one, by the way. You got the same message. So I run to the window, and I open up the window, and I'm <laughs> all excited, like, damn, man, I forgot snow. And I look out the window, and I saw a dusting. <laughs> are we as a society? Yes, we are. I know exactly what you're going to say. <laughs> yes, we are. Are we really so soft that we are having snow days for a dusting. And for anyone who thinks I'm a Grinch or Tiki's a Grinch, here's why we're not. I want my kids to have snow days. Like, legitimate yeah. They're fun. snow days. They go sledding. Awesome. Hang out with friends on a non-scheduled day. Yes. Kind of awesome. You go get wet. You go get nasty and dirty yes. and whatever. You come in, get some hot cocoa. Yes. It's a fun, memorable day. But it has to be on a legitimate day of snow. Yes. Not there's a dusting we're just going to cancel school. That's not a snow day. It was That's so, an Atlanta snow day. It was so bad. I could see the grass. <laughs> it's not a, I'm, listen to what I'm saying. It's snowing and school is canceled, but I can see my grass through the snow. So how, how much snow is there? The roads are completely clear. 
completely yes. clear. Yes. Maybe there's a little bit of ice on the sides. Uh, maybe, tiny, tiny maybe, tiny completely bit. clear. Come I on. left at 830 this morning to come into the city. Not an issue on the roads at I, all. I remember, this is where we're going to settle. I remember back in my day. Oh, I had to walk two miles uphill. I listened to, and I'll name a competing radio station because that's what I had to listen to. I would listen to Z100 at 7.30 a.m. to find out, is my district closed or not? That was the best. That was the best. Finding out that the answer was yes. Yes, yes. The price is right, baby. We we would have it on the TV. It'd be scrolling on the bottom of the TV. She's like, come on, Roanoke County. Come on, Roanoke (laughs) County. Come on, Roanoke County. Yeah! Roanoke County schools are closed. Right. Hey, hey, Chris, what are you doing, man? Hey, you <laughs> right. come K- over? Kitchens everywhere would look like Yankee Stadium after the Didi Homer, where just everything went flying. It was such a big pop. <laughs> now you're right. But it would only happen if we had, let's say, six inches. Mm-hmm. Or dare I say seven inches. Or maybe we're going crazy. We're going eight inches. Mm. But on a dusting? No. But maybe with the lack of snow that we've had over the last two years, we have to change our qualifications for no. what a snow day is. Like a Hall of Famer in no. baseball. Nobody's going to hit 500 home runs the, anymore. teachers need the off days, no. maybe? I don't know. I, no, yeah, I'm, just, I'm just... No, no, no but if the teachers need there. the off days, here's what I would say. I have a great proposal. End school a few days early. Because then it's June and people want to get out and the kids are excited. But you can't on January 16th when it's crappy outside. Like, my kids didn't play in the snow this morning because there was no snow to play in. (laughs) You guys are actually, I have to defend the school districts now. Go ahead. I have to defend them. You're right. Like, it does seem soft when you go to the dusting. The problem with this morning is it was more dangerous than when you get six inches or 12 inches of snow because... The way we were teetering on that freezing line, that rain that was coming mm. down on top of the dusting, mm. the roads were a sheet of ice. It and, was 27 degrees. And, and instead of getting the plows ready, they had to get those salt trucks out to make sure so those roads were passing. What up. I've learned about Sean in the last 15 minutes is not only is he a giant shill, he's a school district mm. shill. No, I don't. By the, the opposite. Didn't I say on the air how I think teachers are uh, completely <laughs> the ones that, that complain too much? I think you said they shouldn't have summers off. So right. I, that, I, that was different. That yeah. was a different subject. I'm anti-education. <laughs> Clearly. Just in this yeah. spot. I'm, I'm more about safety, and I get it. It was uh, a nice story. This coming from the community college kid. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, let's go to Tim in Hillsborough, New Jersey. How are you, Tim? What up, Tim? Good. Hey, Evan. How are you? Hey, Dickie, you and I played for George Welsh. Oh, yeah? You, where were you? Yeah. You, I, uh, you were in Virginia. Went, are you at Navy? Uh, no, I was at Navy, and uh, we talked about when he passed away a lot two yeah, years ago. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was sad. That um, was a tough day for me because yeah. I found out on air that he passed away. Yeah, I know, I know. But uh, but I don't know how he was with you guys, but George was a screamer. Oh, big time, man. We He cussed oh, me yeah. out one time, Tim. He kicked me <laughs> off the field because I yelled back at him, and I was like, oh, crap, what did I just do? <laughs> <laughs> well, one one day I was a, I was a freshman. I was a plebe at the academy, and I was going in against the first team uh, deep offense. I was on a, a scrub team, and uh, the center wasn't that big of a guy, and he was a senior, and I was a freshman. And I had my way with him on this one play, and I tipped the ball when it came out of the quarterback's hand. And George Wells comes running over. He says, "Who did that? Who did that? Who did that?" I was scared because when you're a plebe at the academy, you're, you're afraid of everything, right? right? Yeah. So I, I raised my hand. He turned around and goes running up to the center and grabs his face mask and starts screaming at him. I said, oh, my God. I said, later on, that senior first class is going to come and kill me. <laughs> right, but he motivates you. Sometimes I, it, I mean, oh yeah, it's a different era. I appreciate I, your service, by the way. Thank you, sir. I think that maybe I'm reading this incorrectly or I'm interpreting this incorrectly. 
I think the issue around Brian Dable, or the potential issue mm-hmm. around Brian Dable screaming, is not about players. Of course not. Because we I haven't don't think heard. So. You're, right. you're reading that perfectly. Okay, we haven't heard any stories about players not listening to Brian Dable. We yeah. haven't heard any stories about players quitting on Brian Dable. This seems to be an issue of a coaching staff. This seems to be an issue of the defensive coordinator and Wink Martindale, the former defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. the current offensive coordinator, and really how a staff is handled, but not about players. Because like one of the arguments, and it's true, like I'm not arguing it with Sean or with you, is, hey, he didn't lose his team last year. I completely agree with you. Like I'm not arguing he lost his team. So it seems like the screaming or unhinged issues around Brian Dable, if you believe they are issues, yeah. or more about his relationships with coaches and not at relationships with players. Well, I think, so when it comes to players, it's, I said this before, are you making me better? Are you motivating me? When it comes to coaches, it's about respect. Like, have you had enough successes in your career that I respect you to do it how you want to do it? And so... Does Dave's win a championship in college at Alabama? Yes. Did he win one in in uh, New England with Bill Belichick? Yeah. So he's had that like success as an assistant that almost like it gives you like a tag along respect. And so in his first year, he's doing things the same way. Trust me, this is not like oh he didn't do that last year. He did the same thing last year. Right. And he was coach of the year. They went won ten games, including a playoff game. This year. He's not going to change just because things are going poorly. So he's just got to be him. At the end of the day, you got to be authentic. And I think this feels like a like a hit piece that has no consequence because the Giants aren't going to look at this internally and be like, "Oh my God, Dave screams at everybody. We got to fire him." Like it, it, it almost has it's purposeless, right? 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 It's like an it's like an like piling on to the athletic article about his dis functional relationship with Wink Martindale and how that all went down. But we know that their personalities class. They, they class from jump, mm. but they were good. And so winning masked it. Now, when losing, it exposes it in a way. At the beginning of the show, we celebrated the demise of the Philadelphia Eagles who completed this epic collapse in 2023. And it got me thinking late last night, some of our great collapses in New York sports and it got me thinking that now is a great time to bring back a Cinco de Evo. Cinco de Evo on Evan and Tiki on the fan. Now, here is the Cinco de Evo, Tiki. The greatest New York sports collapse is since the great collapse of 04. Okay? We're not going to talk about the great collapse of 04. That's going to be our line of demarcation. And, of course, for those that aren't familiar, the great collapse of 04 would be a baseball team having a 3-0 series lead mm. against their archest of archest rivals. Oh my God. <laughs> and losing four consecutive games to have that said archest rival of teams not only win a series and become the first baseball team ever to come back from 3-0 down, but also win a World Series for the first time in 86 did, years. Did, did he not just say we're not going to talk about the great collapse of 04? Did yeah, he not just say that? Of course that? he did. Tiki, and I, I'm such a Yankee fan that I've blocked it out to the point he started that sentence, and I said, how many games up were the Mets that year? <laughs> <laughs> we weren't. <laughs> this is just another troll by so, Evan no, Roberts. No, 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 no. That was I, this I need list. the voice of God. Another troll by Evan Roberts. <laughs> the Cinco de just Evo. that one and use that. The Cinco. <laughs> yeah, get that done. The Cinco de Evo is the greatest New York sports collapses since 
the Great Collapse of 2004. I'm using that as a line of demarcation. Yeah. Because that would clearly be number one. Stop talking about it. Well, it's the <laughs> line of demarcation. We established that. Just go with your Cinco All right. Ball. I'm just letting you know. We start this after the Great Collapse of 04. Let's start with number five. Number five. Sorry, Sean. Last year's New York Rangers. That's a collapse. And you could tell me all day, well, the Devils had the better record. They had home ice advantage. No, 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 no. Now, hold on a second. When the Rangers went up in this series, everybody in this town, from Sean Morash to Sal Licata, who, yes, is a Ranger fan, despite you thinking he's an Islander fan, Mm -hmm. you all dunned the Devils. It was over. There's no way we're going to blow this series. And you did. So I'm sorry. That's a collapse. And that's number five. Your quick retort, because I got a list to finish. No, that's fine. Bitch New York Ranger good, fan. Good for you. <laughs> Glad you're talking hockey. Thank you. Number four. The 2022 New York Mets. That was a collapse. Now, I didn't think it was a collapse in the regular mm. season because all they did was, you know, get swept by the Atlanta Braves. But when you look at what they accomplished by losing the division that they led all season long. By not winning a game in Atlanta when all they needed to do was win a game to get out of the wild card round, they wouldn't have had to play. Yeah. To then play the Padres with all your pitches lined up. Thank you. Yeah, it was a collapse. You got your pitchers lined up, right. and the only one with balls who showed up was the guy that half the fan base wants to much malign, and that's Jacob DeGrom. Hmm. That was a collapse, and that's number four. Yeah. Number three. You agree with that one, by the way, Jake? Brought about because he tried to win the division so hard. Everybody wanted to win the division, including Joe Beningo, who we were having on talking about, oh, he's got to win the division. You don't win the division, and he had no, no chance. He, he turned out to kind of be right, he though. He did, but <laughs> Philly didn't win the division either. That is true. <laughs> All right, what number are we up to? I forgot. Three. Number three. Number three. The 2008 New York Jets. Because at eight and three, mm. with Brett Favre quarterback. He got hurt, though. Oh, stop it. Oh, stop it. No, no. That, really? You can play this? He got hurt. Am I, not, am I not right? He played, did he not? He did. Did they win one more game the rest of the season? <laughs> one more game? No. They won one game. They lose the division, even though it was already over, in their final game at home against the stinking Dolphins, quarterback by Chad Pennington. That's a collapse, Teague. Mm. Like no, I'm, I'm not saying it's not. Oh, he's but, hurt. But there's an excuse, correct? There's an excuse for every collapse. <laughs> Jalen Hurts has a bruised middle finger. What, what does that make it okay? No. Oh, uh, you see? Uh. You could play this game on any collapse. I just want to see who the backup quarterback, Kellen Clemens. Yeah, they were never going to Kellen Clemens, so it wasn't happening. <laughs> That's number three. Number two. God, I went back and forth about this, but I'm going to have to say the 07 Mets. So I didn't include the 07 and 08 Mets because I, I kind of want to just pick one of the two collapses, so you can put them together if you so wish. But 07 was the big one. Seven and a half, 17 to go. It was an epic collapse, and I think I know when it started. It was in Philadelphia. We were out there, me and Beningo. It was a midday show, and they collapsed and blew this game in the ninth inning to the Phillies, and it was like this slow kind of death that got capped off by Tom Glavin being booed off the mound. It was bad. It was painful, and as a Met fan, it's one of my worst moments, but it's not number one. Number one. I'm sorry, guys. Let's just be real about it. I know you won the Super Bowl the year before, but it's the OA Giants. Great. Yeah. You're only allowed to pick number one if you can name the real reason they collapsed and it wasn't Plaxico Burris. Well, but go can, ahead. Can I finish my freaking point? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping you do. I want to tell you the difference between the 08 Giants and the 07 Mets. The 08 Giants and the 08 Jets. 
The 08 Giants and the 22 New York Rangers. 23 New York Rangers. The 08 Giants and the 22, 22 New York Mets. And see what I don't think you realize is I'm about to compliment you. Go ahead. They were going to win the Super Bowl. And I think all of those other teams that I mentioned, they were good. And we thought they had a chance. But never did I think Brett Favre was leading the Jets to a Super Bowl. Never did I think Igor Shosturkin and the Rangers were going on some cup run. Never did I think, even in 2022, Mm -hmm. that the Mets off a 100-win season was winning the World Series. I never thought that. The only team on the the 07 team never thought that after what happened in 06. The only team on this list that when I closed my eyes during the season and I said, this team's going to win it all, Mm -hmm. was the 2008 New York Giants. So it's not even an insult on what happened. It's not even a knock on losing down the stretch. Because like I said, they didn't lose the division. They didn't lose their first round by. It was all right there. Like when they got to the playoffs against Philadelphia, it was all standing right in front of them. But the reason I put that number one over every other collapse is unlike those other teams, I looked at them and said, they're going to win the Super Bowl. And that's why they're number one. Mm. It's a good answer, right? No? Yeah. I'm thinking of Philly from that year. You don't like that answer, Sean? So, this season, like, this is, like, really in-depth in my mind because I could talk all eight Giants forever. It is such a BS thing when you hear somebody blurt out, Plexico Burr shot himself, and that led to a collapse. Because mm-hmm. that's not, like, that's the, the sexy headline. That's not actually what happened with okay, the Giants. Okay, go ahead. What happened with the OA Giants happened in week three in the preseason versus the New York Jets when OCU Manure laid on the turf with the torn meniscus. People forget OCU wasn't a part of that. Mm. And the year before they won the Super Bowl, how they had waves of pass rushers. And by the midway point of that year, the Giants, who had started off so dominant, even right. when they were winning games, were starting to show cracks in the defense. They only had Justin Tuck, who got hurt also the same weekend Plexico shot himself and was playing hurt in Matthias Kiwanuka. They were at a pass rush, just like the Miami right, Dolphins. Strahan retired. Strahan retired. There was nobody left. There were no waves of pass rushers coming. And down the stretch, that was actually a bigger giant problem than throwing the ball because it was so dominant running the ball. And ultimately, they lose to the Eagles, and that sucked. That team was not going to win a Super Bowl because they were out of pass rush and couldn't get to the quarterback. So that's not number one on your list, if you no, one. No, I, I think it's the Mets with seven and a half. Seven. And then 08 as well, for Sean. <laughs> yeah. It's actually 07, 08, 07, 08. Actually, and then the eight and three Jets were probably number three. Well, it's my list, not your list. You don't, don't think losing the last game at Shea Stadium to close it down was worse? Mm. I combined 07 and 08. I didn't want to separate yeah. the two. But that's just it's because it's my list. Fair you enough. could have combined 08, 9, 10. All right, we, we got it. We got it. Six we got it. Two stars. The entire You're so franchise. evil. Thank you, Sean. You get your own list at 5 o'clock. It's called the Cinco de Favo. We'll come back to your calls in a second at 877-337-6666. And did Saquon Barkley tell us very quietly his intentions in free agency? It's coming up. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.